Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is The Look Ahead. I'm Scott Seidenberg coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air. Follow us all here at VSIN at VSIN Live. The Major League Baseball postseason is underway. Congratulations to the Boston Red Sox who beat the New York Yankees as a slight underdog on the money line. And they win 6-2 uh, to two over the Yankees and advance to take on the Tampa Bay Rays in the ALDS coming up on Wednesday, we will have the National League wildcard game with the Dodgers and the Cardinals. Uh, baseball is a weird sport, man. It's a game of inches. Uh, sports are just a game of inches. Giancarlo Stanton comes within a foot of hitting a home run. His first at bat comes less than a foot of hitting a home run. His second at bat, he homers later in the game as well. Uh, Could have had a three home run game, but instead... The Yankees lose 6-2. to two. The key moment in this game was in the sixth inning. Yankees are down 3-1 to one after an Anthony Rizzo solo home run. Uh, Aaron Judge is on first base. Giancarlo Stanton hits the top of the wall, the top of the green monster, a ball that comes probably six inches away from being a 3-3 ball game. Instead, Aaron Judge gets thrown out at home, and the Yankees remain down 3-1 to one with Stanton at second rather than being down 3-1 to one with first and third and just one out. No, but no other run scored that inning. Red Sox added some insurance later on. And then Giancarlo Stanton with the home run meaningless in the ninth inning. So the over winds up being a push or a win, depending on the number that you got. Uh, and, and this was the case of when you got the number and where you got the number. 
Seven and a half is what you see on the screen. Seven and a half is what I actually played. Now, I also played the Yankees, so I wound up uh, splitting and losing out on, a, on the VIG. But seven and a half, it goes over. Six to two is eight. If you got it at eight, you pushed. If you got it yesterday when it was up to eight and a half and you bet the under, you hit. If you bet the over, you lost. Uh, frustrating game for Yankees fans. Red Sox felt very good about themselves. Nathan Yavaldi was fantastic. He goes over his strikeout prop. Garrett Cole, meanwhile, goes under pretty much everything because he had a terrible performance. Didn't even make it past the second inning. He allows three runs and just a uh, an awful performance from the $300 million man. You see the props up on the screen. Uh, Garrett Cole had just three strikeouts. Nathan Yavaldi, meanwhile, had eight. So you got Yavaldi picking up the win. You got Garrett Cole picking up the loss. Nate goes over his uh, strikeout prop, as we mentioned, and Garrett Cole goes under. So the Red Sox advance to take on the Tampa Bay Rays, and uh, you look now at the odds for the to win the World Series, something that we've kind of addressed, and just the odds to win the American League, the Red Sox were the lowest of anybody in the American League. So if you put a little bit on them, maybe took a flyer out, well, you're looking good now because at least they advanced at, past the Yankees, so now there is a chance for them in the American League. In fact, uh, what's very interesting here is the adjustment on the odds now. The Red Sox to win the American League were the fifth favorite, right? And now they are actually the second favorite. According to DraftKings right now, the Astros are your favorite to win the American League at plus 220. Then the Boston Red Sox at plus 265. The Tampa Bay Rays are next at plus 290. And the White Sox at plus 300. To win the World Series, the Red Sox have actually jumped to tied with the White Sox and the Giants as the third favorite to win the World Series. Dodgers are the favorite at plus 390. Astros next at plus 450. Then the Red Sox, White Sox, and Giants are all plus 700 it's wild because the red sox were well over plus a thousand prior to this game against the yankees and now with them winning uh in this series it's just incredible how the odds have changed now they are an underdog in the series against the rays rays are minus 180 red sox are plus 150 in that alds let's take a look now at the nld the nl wildcard game max scherzer and Adam Wainwright. The Dodgers are a heavy favorite at minus 225 compared to the Cardinals at plus 185. The total is seven and a half, and the run line has the Dodgers minus a run and a half at minus 105. The Cardinals at plus a run and a half at minus 115. Adam Wainwright against Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer has faced the Cardinals twice this season, once as a member of the Nationals on April 21st, and once as a member of the Dodgers, most recently, about a month ago, on September 6th. He, uh, in the first game in April, threw six shutout innings. He allowed one walk and struck out nine batters. On September 6th, Scherzer went eight shutout innings. Uh, Actually, not shutout. He went eight innings, allowed one unearned run. He struck out 13 batters. 
So he has dominated the Cardinals in two starts here in 2021. Adam Wainwright, meanwhile, has faced the Dodgers just once this season, and it was last month on September 8th. Wainwright went eight and a third innings, allowing four runs, one home run, struck out four, did not walk anybody. Max Scherzer and the Dodgers, a heavy minus 225 favorite. And like I mentioned, the future odds, they are your favorite to win the World Series at plus 390. They are the favorite to win the National League at plus 205. You saw the dramatic increase in the odds or reduction in the odds for the Red Sox after winning this wildcard game. Will you see the same for the St. Louis Cardinals? The Cardinals are plus 1,000 right now to win the National League. The Cardinals to win the World Series, plus 2,200. I would assume if they beat Dodgers, those odds are going to uh, decrease dramatically. Um, But beating the Dodgers is going to be a tall task, especially when you consider who they're facing and how they have looked against Max Scherzer this season. But Max Scherzer hasn't exactly been his dominant self in his most recent starts. Max Scherzer against the, uh, let's see, in his last three starts has not looked like the same pitcher. His last two starts has not looked like the same pitcher that was a lock to win the National League Cy Young. Against Colorado, he allowed five runs on six hits in five innings. That was on September 23rd. And then on September 29th, he allowed six runs, five of them earned, in five and a third innings against the San Diego Padres. He struck out six batters against Colorado, just four batters against San Diego. Uh, But before that, Scherzer was on this ridiculous run, right? Against Cincinnati, he goes seven shutout innings. Against San Diego, eight shutout innings. Against St. Louis, one run, zero earned runs in eight innings. Against Atlanta, he goes six shutout innings. Against San Diego, he went seven and two-thirds shutout innings. So he had a streak of one, two, three, four, five starts in which he did not allow an earned run and went beyond six innings in all five of those games. His tenure with the Dodgers has been fantastic. His ERA is minuscule, but he finished the season with two bad starts. So which Max Scherzer do you get here in the wild card game? As for Adam Wainwright, solid season for him. But he, too, ended the season on a bad note. Well, he allowed two runs in six innings against Milwaukee, so that's not a terrible start. But before that against Milwaukee, he allowed five runs in just four innings. Before that against San Diego, two runs in six innings. Then he, before that, threw a six shutout against the Mets. Against the Dodgers, though... He threw eight in the third innings, allowing four runs on seven hits and one home run. Uh, Adam Wainwright, in his last six starts, has allowed four home runs, 14 earned runs in 36 and two-thirds innings. I think it's going to be a close game. It's, these playoff games tend to be close. I know that this, this Yankee game was a 6-2 to two ball game, but I, I just don't feel comfortable laying the 225 on the Dodgers. 
nor do I feel comfortable with the plus 185 on the Cardinals. I think if I was going to go anywhere in this game, I'd go the plus of one and a half of the Cardinals because it's low enough on the juice that you're not paying uh, an exorbitant amount. It's only minus 115. You get the cushion that if they lose, they can lose by one run and you still cash the bet. And of course, there's always the opportunity that they upset the Dodgers and they win. It's going to be very tough to win, though, in Dodger Stadium. It's going to be very tough to win against Max Scherzer. Seven and a half is a low number. With both of these pitchers, I would lean towards the under. Uh, but with both of these offenses, it's it's very, very tight. Now, the Dodgers uh, got good um, reports on Max Muncy and Clayton Kershaw. But Max Muncy... Um, more important, you know, right now is that Muncie, uh, he will not be available for the wild card game, but there's a chance that he could come back later on this playoffs. Uh, they're still holding out some hope. He does not need surgery. They thought maybe he had a uh, UCL tear and he would need uh, surgery. And Clayton Kershaw, meanwhile, he's still dealing with this elbow and forearm um, soreness, but he does not require surgery as well. So, good news for the Dodgers, uh, but no Max Muncy in the lineup here on uh, Wednesday. And that's a big bat that they're going to be missing. We're going to shift gears, get into some football coming up next. We have Wes Reynolds coming at the bottom of the hour. Plenty more to get to here on The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is kids-safe COPPA certified. 
So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus, Zinn can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zinn wherever you are. Zinn's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zinn comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zinn contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21 or over. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And there's a huge story in the NFL right now involving the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, if you haven't seen it right now, it was... Uh, Urban Meyer, who did not fly back with the Jags after their most recent game on Thursday, instead uh, went to Columbus to, I guess, uh, be with his family and see his grandkids, if you will. And while he was there, did a little partying. Video surfaced online of Urban with a woman that is not Shelly, not his wife. And uh, he had to release a statement and apologize for it. And there's been lots going on with this story. Our very own Michael Lombardi, former NFL executive, uh, host of Lombardi Line here on VEASAN, tweeted out earlier on uh, Tuesday, according to two Jacksonville sources, 
There are many closed-door meetings happening over the last two days in the football offices, and none of them have anything to do with the Titans. Stay tuned. This might get ugly. He also adds here that uh, two... Uh, this he, he retweets from uh, a lawyer, Michael McCann, who's a uh, sports lawyer um, expert for, I think, Sports Illustrated, said two employment contract terms might become tied to this development with the Jacksonville Jaguars, a morals clause and for cause. And that's what Lombardi was talking about. Now, there's a bigger issue here. Some former players have come out and said that the biggest issue here with Urban Meyer is not the indiscretions, not what's happening with these videos being leaked, but rather the fact that after a loss, he did not fly back with the team. He left the team and instead went off to do his own thing. And players don't respect that. Seth Payne, uh, he um, spent 10 years with the Texans and the Jaguars. He said, quote, I can't remember my head coach on any level of football, high school through NFL, skipping the plane slash bus ride home. Am I alone in that? And Michael Lombardi says, quote, I am in complete agreement. This is what was the most disturbing of the entire situation. Here's the statement from Jaguars owner Shad Khan. I've addressed this matter with Urban. Specifics of our conversation will be held in confidence. What I will say is his conduct last weekend was inexcusable. I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. Now he must regain our trust and respect. That will require a personal commitment from Urban to everyone who supports, represents, or plays for our team. I am confident he will deliver, end quote. That is the statement from the Jaguars owner. The question that I am asking right now is are the Jaguars an auto-fade this weekend because of everything that's going on? Now you can come to me and say, but Scott, they were an auto-fade regardless. This is an 0-4 football team that, with take away the Thursday night game, hasn't looked good this season. But they're playing against a Titans team that is coming off one of the uglier losses that you'll see this NFL season losing to the winless Jets and actually making the Jets look like a competent football team. They still have injury issues with A.J. Brown, Caleb Farley, Bud Dupree, Julio Jones, all questionable for the game coming up on Sunday. But this is a Jaguars team that is in complete disarray. And I wonder, will the players fight for Urban, or has Urban lost the locker room because of his antics? And so the Jaguars being home, home underdogs, four-point line, we'll see if we can track any movement here, but it's a four-point line, it's the latest that I saw. Are the Jaguars an auto-fade here against the Titans? It's now four and a half, by the way. Titans minus four and a half, which I know is a bad number in terms of uh, betting. You'd like to see them, you know, below a field goal or a field goal, but four and a half is just a weird number. I'm going to bet against the Jaguars. I know the Titans are coming off a bad loss. I know the Titans are dealing with injuries. 
but this Jaguars team, to me, is in complete disarray. The comments that you're reading, the fact that the owner's got to come out and release a statement, how do you feel confident betting on this Jaguars team? Forget about what you've seen on the field. And I know that Thursday night was an improvement. Trevor Lawrence looked good. Uh, The Jaguars' defense played well. But with this whole Urban Meyer situation, uh, him having to apologize publicly, him having to uh, regain the trust of his players and the organization and the fan base, I don't know. They lose DJ Chark. He's on injured reserve. So that's a weapon that is clearly lost for them. Uh, They got Carlos Hyde. Running back is questionable. Uh, Josh Lambeau, their kicker, is actually questionable as well. AJ Can, offensive guard on injured reserve. I don't trust this Jaguars team at all. At all. And I'm going to fade them. I'm going to fade them this week. Now, could I be wrong? Could Urban Meyer galvanize the troops and the team fights for him this weekend? It could happen, but I don't expect it to happen. I actually expect this situation to get worse. And the Jaguars, who are 0-4, will slip to 0-5, and then they get the Dolphins, which could be a winnable game, but could they lose that game? before heading out to go take on the Seahawks, this season can get really, really bad for the Jaguars, and Urban Meyer might find himself out of a job rather quickly. And it's interesting to see the comments uh, from Michael Lombardi and from, uh, uh, you know, uh, McCann, the, the, the lawyer. Let me, I'll read you this again from, um, I'll get you the exact tweet here. From Michael McCann, right? Michael McCann, who is a uh, legal expert for Sportico. That's his official title. I think he used to be with Sports Illustrated. But he had said in regards to the situation is that two employment contract terms might become tied to this development with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Morals clause and for cause. So if the Jaguars want to get rid of Urban Meyer they have loopholes because of the contract language. They could say it's a morals clause. And he violated that with his antics. So I think this situation gets worse for the Jaguars. So I'm going to fade them. And I'll take the Titans minus the four and a half. And I think the Titans go there and, and handle their business and they whoop up on the Jaguars. And the Jaguars will not be galvanized. Uh, and they will lose respect for their head coach, which I'm sure some of the players might have already with the fact that he did not fly back with the team after a loss and instead goes to Columbus and dancing up on some girls. And hey, what you do on your off time is what you do on your off time. That's fine. I don't think any NFL player is going to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not happy with what you do on your off time. But I think to a man, they would rather have had their head coach fly back with them after the loss, maybe had a team meeting, maybe address the guys, say, hey, tough loss, but now, uh, you know, go enjoy your mini buy. Or maybe 
just maybe, because some teams do do this, uh, have a film session the next day before you give the players off? Just saying that there are different ways that Urban Meyer could have handled this, and I think the players are kind of going to respond negatively to how he handled it. So I'm going to fade the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think you should too. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, our very own Wes Reynolds will talk some football with me here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. The look ahead here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Pleasure to welcome in now our very own Wes Reynolds, host of Betting Across America on Saturdays, The Green Zone on Sundays, and Long Shots, our golf show here at VEASAN. Wes, uh, last segment I left off talking about the Jaguars in this whole Urban Meyer situation, and I really feel like they are an auto-fade this weekend against the Titans. I know they're home dogs, and that sometimes can be attractive, especially against a team that just lost to the New York Jets. But with everything going on with Urban Meyer, I just think it's too big of a distraction, and I don't think the players are going to rally around him. I think he might have lost this team. I'm going to fade the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend uh, at home. What do you think? Well, I certainly don't want to bet the Jacksonville Jaguars in this spot because of the reasons that you just mentioned. Even though they played arguably their best game of the season last Thursday night where they led the majority of the game but ended up finding a way to lose, and that's what bad teams do. So I'm with you in terms of your thought process in terms of wanting to fade the Jaguars, but the only thing is you got to take the Tennessee Titans to do it, and I'm not really high on this team. And it's not just because they lost to the Jets because I think the Jets were in a really good spot last week and of course it helped their cause that julio jones and aj brown were both out so obviously check those injuries but i did look at the look ahead number for this game when they released the look ahead lines on tuesday for the week's following games this was seven and a half last week and it opened three and a half on sunday and now it's of course up to four so it would be tennessee or pass for me Speaking of teams that uh, we're high on, I absolutely love the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, you know, big victory on Monday night against the Raiders. Uh, this is a team that you could argue could be undefeated if the referees were uh, in their favor against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but how high are you on this Chargers team? Do you think that they win the division or do the Chiefs come back and, and make this a run here? Uh, how high can this Chargers team go? No, I, I like this team, and I think that this is still a very wide-open division. We don't want to forget about the Kansas City Chiefs who are in last place in the division, but now only one game back. And I think Denver, you know, it's going to depend on if Teddy Bridgewater gets back because that was a team I thought was going to be a wild-card team, and I still think that maybe they have a chance to. But in terms of this spot 
against Cleveland, what I'm probably going to look to do is not necessarily fade the Chargers because I don't want to take the Browns at just one and a half. But this looks like a, a really viable teaser option if you like the Cleveland Browns. And I sometimes like to tease those underdogs up to key numbers especially when the total is going down from the opener, Scott, because it was 48 and a half on the opener. Now you're seeing 46 and a half. I got to say, I was impressed by Cleveland. Everybody like Arizona was the talk of the league and rightfully so for what they did to the Rams. But the Cleveland Browns, I was really impressed with, despite the fact that that was a sloppy game and it was 14 to seven. It was one of the uglier games on the card. But what I like that Cleveland did is they won with their defense. Mm. You know, they always seem to win with their offense. It's like, okay, they got to outscore teams because they got so many weapons. They won a game against, I think, I know they're one and three, but I still think the Vikings are a little bit better than their record. That's a solid win on the road for Cleveland to get it done with their defense. So I'm with you in terms of your love for the Chargers, but probably what I'm going to do with this game is try to tease this up through the three and the seven. We're on a six-point teaser. You can get the Browns at seven and a half. Yeah, don't hate that at all. Uh, another team that's certainly getting a lot of attention is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, after losing just barely to the Bucks, they've rolled off uh, some consecutive wins here, three and one now on the season, feeling good about themselves. Dak Prescott, the inside track to come back player of the year. Now this team is a seven-point home favorite against the New York football Giants. And Daniel Jones and the Giants, Wes, at home, they're atrocious. On the road, they may lose, but they cover. Now 12-3 and three against the spread as a road underdog, and you throw in winning outright uh, a week ago, just tremendous job by the Giants. Can you take the seven here, or do you like the Dallas Cowboys to keep it rolling? Yeah, I think you can take the seven. And I, I was on the Giants last week against New Orleans for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. And plus, what I saw from the Giants, though, number one, Daniel Jones didn't turn the ball over except for that one interception, which was the Hail Mary at the end of the first half, so I don't count that. But they got chunk plays against New Orleans. And this New Orleans defense is not bad. And they were able to get chunk plays, that big pass to John Ross, that big pass to Saquon. Even without Slayton and even without Shepard, they were able to get passes down the field in New Orleans, you know, that you felt like they had to work for everything. And the Giants were just getting these big plays, and that's what won in the game in the fourth quarter and then subsequently in overtime. Dallas, look, I do think that they are legitimate. I'm not – I don't think it's an overhype to say, okay, these guys could be contenders in the NFC because that offense is really a potent. Zeke looks like he's kind of back to what he was a couple of years ago. They got a two-headed monster with he and Pollard. Dak is obviously in the form that he showed early in the season last year before he got injured. So this is a powerful offense. Now they got to get a little healthier on the offensive line. The defense is forcing turnovers. Now, you know, you can still move the ball on this Dallas defense. It's that then, but don't break. And sometimes they do break, but they're getting turnovers, especially digs with five interceptions. Mm -hmm. But I do think Dallas might be starting to get a little bit overpriced. It'd be the G man or nothing for me. Talking to our very own Wes Reynolds here on The Look Ahead. I'm Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wes, let's shift gears and go to college football. Anything that you're circling already here on this card? It's a very interesting card this weekend. Yeah, and there were a few spots that applies to basically three teams. Because uh, you get these teams that are not ranked. And then, they start, and then they finally win and they get hot and they keep working to get that ranking. And then they finally get it teams that had not been ranked all season. And those three teams are now Kentucky, who, of course, upset Florida. 
SMU is now undefeated. Maybe they look like the challenger to Cincinnati in the American Athletic Conference and also San Diego State. And I'll start with SMU. It's 13 and a half now. You might see a 14 show again. I think it's a little bit of a tough spot because you got a Navy team that was really bad, but they finally got a win. They upset UCF, so it's like, okay, the monkey's kind of off our back. You know, now we can just play ball. They fired their offensive coordinator. They had another guy uh, resign, uh, Billy Ray Sussman, due to the COVID policy. So, you know, Navy was in a bad way, but now they got a win. SMU feeling themselves a little bit. They got ranked. I think given a service academy, 14 on a road, even this Navy team that hasn't been the vintage Navy team under Coach Ken the last few years, I think that's a big number to lay. And it's the same thing with San Diego State over New Mexico. Rocky Long, the former SDSU head coach, is now the defensive coordinator at New Mexico. This is not a good Lobos team, but San Diego State, and this line still may go up later in the week, 19 and a half, you know, kind of feeling themselves. You know Rocky Long, who is a master defensive mind, is going to have some tricks up his sleeve, and I think that that's going to be a closer game than people are going to think. And so what's your take on Kentucky now being in the top 25? They're a field goal favorite to LSU. Yeah, and it's, you're starting to see three-and-a-half show in the market now, and that, I think, would be a take point on LSU. And, look, Mark Stoops has done a great job there in Lexington, and I, and I thought they deserved to win the game on Saturday against Florida, and I know that you had that game as well, yeah. having the Wildcats at home. But now, LSU, you're starting to hear, oh, gosh, we want to get rid of Coach O, you know, because Coach O kind of has that. Farmer Fran thing and the water boy going, you know, how, how he talks and that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And Coach O is just, you know, it's like, okay, is the boom off the roads now? He doesn't have Dave Aranda. He doesn't have Joe Brady. And now he's in a little bit of trouble. Bo Nix and Auburn came back in Tiger Stadium on Saturday night. So maybe this is the buy low spot on the Bayou Bengals. Wes, while I have you, i got to ask you some golf questions. you got the Shriners here in Las Vegas this weekend. Uh, give me some picks here for maybe a top five finish or a winner. Yeah, a couple guys I like on the shorter end. Abraham Answer just matched all the stat models that I have. He finally got that monkey off his back winning in Memphis a couple months ago. He's 25-1. to Scotty Scheffler, who just took down John Rahm, world number one in the Ryder Cup. I think that's kind of a seminal moment for him, and I think he's going to win one of these really soon. He's 25-1. to 1. Matthew Wolf lost in the playoff here last year. Been a tumultuous 12 months, but he's going back to a place where he had some success. He's 50-1, to 1, so I like him. And I also like Mito Pereira, 66-1. to 1. He's a guy that just got promoted off the Corn Ferry Tour, the battlefield promotion, and he's got three top sixes with T4 at the Olympic Games just in the last couple months. So he's already shown. He can compete with the big boys on tour. And then I got a couple triple-digit bombs that'll be in my point spread weekly column out tomorrow. Uh, we can't wait to read that. Wes, appreciate the time and uh, look forward to chatting with you this weekend. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Have a good night. There he is. Wes Reynolds, host of, uh, of course, Long Shots here, uh, our golf program on VSIM, but also betting across America on Saturdays, the Green Zone on Sundays, and you read his stuff in Point Spread Weekly, which will be out tomorrow, so you want to pick that up and especially read his stuff on the golf. Uh, Brooks Kepka is the favorite to win this thing, followed by Louis Ustase and Webb Simpson and Abraham Answer, which was a golfer that uh, Wes gave out that he likes as well. Abraham Answer, top five finish, plus 330 right now at DraftKings. I'm Scott Seidenberg, the look ahead here on VSIM.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, (laughs) Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans... Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is The Look Ahead on vSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. 
Data is available for Moneyline over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Speaking of the betting splits, uh, the Yankees were taking in over 70% of the handle against the Red Sox in the American League wildcard game. And, uh, well, the books cleaned up because the Red Sox came away with a victory there. Uh, Wes Reynolds, my th- uh, thank you once again for joining us. Uh, he does a great job, uh, and he contributes to Point Spread Weekly as well. Point Spread Weekly comes out coming up on uh, Wednesday. And uh, there's good stuff in there, especially uh, when it comes to, obviously, the, the football slate this weekend. And when it comes to who you should take in your survivor pools, that is a very interesting article. I love reading that every single week. Adam Burke does a great job talking about the uh, survivor possibilities for this weekend. Now, there are a couple of games that you can consider for your survivor pools. Which one is the smart play? Obviously, you can do, you can go a couple different ways. You can just go with uh, the top point spreads, the games that you think are not going to, teams that you think are not going to lose, or you kind of game theory it out, see if there's a team that you kind of want to save to later on in the season. A whole bunch of different strategies. But here are the games to consider. And Adam does a great job writing about this at Point Spread Weekly. You have the Vikings against the Lions. Uh, The Vikings laying a little over a touchdown. That line has actually moved because it was higher. The Vikings were laying eight when we first started talking about this game, and it has dropped down to currently right now seven. So the Vikings laying seven over the Detroit Lions. Uh, The other game you can consider, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the highest point spread of the week. The Bucks are laying nine and a half against the Miami Dolphins, that game in Tampa. You can also consider the New England Patriots. The Patriots, who are currently laying, uh, let's see, eight and a half, so that line has moved down a little bit, against the Houston Texans. And uh, finally, another game you can consider, the Baltimore Ravens at home, Monday Night Football. Uh, They are taking on the Colts. That's the pick according to Adam Burke. And that's the pick according to me as well. Now, you would think that the Patriots would be the selection against the Houston Texans. And they're probably going to be the most selected team, right? But the Pats, you might have used them already. Maybe you used them against the Jets. Uh, They certainly, well, you know, they're going to play the Jets again. And that one's going to be at home. So you can save them for that game. Uh, But they will probably be the most popular pick. What I like to do is I like to go, I like to stay away from those highly populated picks because I root for chaos. I root for upsets to happen and for me to win my win the pool with everyone else getting eliminated. So it's been two weeks in a row that I took the Thursday night game. I took Carolina two weeks ago. I took the Bengals this past Thursday. Not going to take the Thursday night game this week, but I think I'm going to take the Monday night game. The Ravens looked really good against the Denver Broncos. And the Colts picked up their first win. So they got off the schneid. And I'm not exactly, you know, I, it's, it's not that I'm fading them because they got that first win. But I do think that getting that monkey off your back and winning that first game kind of changes the way that I look at this team. 
if they were winless, I might look at them as a team playing with a little bit of desperation and, and there could be extra motivation, things like that. Uh, but this team is is banged up by injuries. I don't certainly Quentin Nelson is on injured reserve. Quiddy Pay, the defensive end, is questionable. Braden Smith, offensive tackle, is questionable as well. Uh, awaiting an update on T.Y. Hilton. Um, hadn't seen any update on him. Uh, let's see. Uh, still, yeah, as of yesterday, his return is still unclear. So still without T.Y. Hilton, obviously, on offense. And I just really like what the Ravens have done, uh, did against the Broncos. They escaped against the Lions. And in that game against the Lions, I think it's a little deceiving. Because there were plays that should have been made. Particularly by Hollywood Brown. He had three chances to catch wide open touchdowns. And he dropped those balls. He kind of got the yips against the Lions. But if he catches, let's say, two of those passes, it's a completely different game. And you're talking about the the Ravens covering against the Lions. You're talking about a double-digit victory. And you think about this team differently. Last week against the Broncos, they looked really good. Hollywood Brown did make those catches. Lamar Jackson threw for over 300 yards. And they beat a very good Broncos defense, 23-7. Going up against this Colts team at home on Monday Night Football, I just can't see them losing. I can't six and a half. Now, we're not talking about the spread here. I'm not saying that even though I do like them to cover, but I just need them to win. And in that stadium, with that crowd supporting them, coming off uh, a strong win against the uh, Denver Broncos, the team is riding the high right now. They just tied the record for the most consecutive rushing games over uh, 100 yards with that crazy run at the end uh, where instead of kneeling the football down, they have Lamar Jackson run for five yards. I think this Ravens team is going to win on Monday Night Football at home. I'm not going to bet against them, and I'm going to take them as my survivor pick. I'm going to save the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a game against the Dolphins that they should win, but the t- Tampa's one of those teams where I feel kind of confident like having them later on, like, later on in the year just at my disposal. You know, you always want to have good teams, right? And I just feel like, hey, I know that as the season progresses, I got one of the best teams in the NFL in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And let's see, the rest of their schedule, if you don't want to use them here against the Dolphins, you got the on the road against the Eagles. They're at home against the Bears on the 24th. You could take them then. Uh, They're at home against the Giants Monday Night Football on November 22nd. You could take them there. They are at home. uh, They're on the road against the Jets on January 2nd. They're certainly going to be heavily favored in that game. Uh, And, yeah, they they go to the Falcons, a team that they already beat up on this season. So there's other situations where you can take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Plus, I always feel good having them in my back pocket. Like the Chiefs. Always feel good having the Kansas City Chiefs in your back pocket. I always feel good having these really good teams in my back pocket. So 
I'm going to hold off on the Tampa Bay Bucks. And who knows? Maybe there's a ridiculous upset. Maybe the Texans upset the Patriots. Maybe the Dolphins beat the Bucks. Maybe the Minnesota Vikings lose to the Detroit Lions. Now, Minnesota would be the other team that I would take just because, uh, like Wes said, I kind of look at them differently. I, don't, I think they're much better than their record says they are. Uh, you could pick on the Lions, who are winless, of course. Uh, plus, we know the history of Mike Zimmer and this Minnesota Vikings team after a straight-up loss. Uh, they have covered. It's now 32-15 and 15 against the spread after a straight-up loss. So the Vikings certainly are a very attractive pick. I can't see them losing this game to the Lions, but I'm honestly going to stay away from it and just hope it happens. Because I think the Vikings, the Patriots, and the Buccaneers will be the most popular picks in Survivor this week. But I'm going to go, just like Adam Burke says in Point Spread Weekly, with the uh, Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football. Just root for chaos. Just root for chaos. Just root for it. I mean, it's great. Uh, Last week, a bunch of teams got knocked out of uh, Survivor. Uh, there's about 2,000 entries left in the Circa Survivor Pool. Kind of wish I did that one instead of Circa Millions because uh, I'm like middle of the pack in Circa Millions. And, and if you're middle of the pack, then again, all it takes is four good weeks and you can win a quarterly prize uh, or four bad weeks and you can win the booby prize. But, um, you know, if you're not 18-1 and one or 18-2 and two right now, uh, do you really have a chance to win the whole thing? We'll see. We'll see. But the survivor pool, I'm going strong in mine. Uh, I know, uh, obviously, we're going to keep an eye on what's going on with the Circa Survivor as well. Uh, more interesting nuggets, stats, and info and trends from Point Spread Weekly coming up next. I'm going to tell you why there are a couple of system plays coming up this weekend in both the NFL and college football. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on DC. This is VEASAN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN experts live and breathe sports betting, and we've assembled the best team here in Vegas, the gambling capital of the world. Our unique approach helps you learn how to become a better handicapper. We go beyond picks and predictions to discuss the numbers and 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 to discuss the numbers. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 